My name is Martin and this is Beautiful Minds. My guest today, Lauren Tickner, was listed as a top 10 entrepreneur in Forbes. Her company, The Impact School, helps coaches scale their business models beyond the seven-figure mark in the quickest time possible. She's helped hundreds of clients globally create a life of freedom and fulfillment. This includes therapists, personal trainers, business consultants, influencers, and many more. My question to you is, have you ever considered monetizing your knowledge and experience in more ways than you currently are? Maybe freelancing is something that scares you, but you've considered it. I certainly was, and I'm so glad I spoke to Lauren. She's super positive. I loved her tips for fostering that abundance mindset, which to be honest, a lot of us neglect on a daily basis. She's come so far so quickly. I was super impressed with her plans for the future. She's only getting started. It just shows anything's possible when you believe it and take the corresponding action. This is a super short episode. Lauren and I made an agreement that if this episode becomes a hit within our Beautiful Minds tribe, we'll have her on again for a part two. Get sharing, drop her a DM, tell her what you loved about this episode. Follow her on Instagram and YouTube. All the details are in the description. Most importantly, guys, start putting her advice into action because nobody's going to do that for you. Now, on to the episode. Forbes list I mean there's there's a lot going on and yeah I mean I'm sure there's a lot to learn and share from your side yeah no I'm going to share a bunch of value with your people so thank you for having me oh, perfect perfect and um so I know you've been on a few other podcasts you mentioned you do about five a week how's that how does that fit in the schedule yeah um well it's pretty tight um especially with at the moment i'm having this like syncing issue whereby the stuff from my laptop isn't going over to my phone so um it's been kind of chaotic i can't lie but it's good i, I love doing podcasts and just connecting with other entrepreneurs thought leaders just people making an impact in that industry i think that that's what it's all about and so my vision is that if I can help more people help more people, then that's what it's all about. And there's this incredible ripple effect. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful to be here. Amazing. Yeah, I, I like that. Helping people help people. What's your biggest piece of advice when it comes to helping people help people? How do you, how do you ignite that spark in, in other people? That's a really great question. And I think it really comes down to figuring out which outcome you want to help people achieve. And so this is what we kind of do all day long because my main, I guess, ideal clients, as it were, are coaches and consultants. And so I find that the impact is really watered down when you try to go and help everybody. It's a case of chipping away. And so it's really important to focus on a specific outcome and then a specific group of people to take to that outcome and then once you've nailed that down then you can scale from there but getting super clear on that and identifying exactly then how you're gonna accomplish it I think that's important but a lot of people try and perfect everything before they get started and it would be better to just like figure out what the outcome's gonna be who a rough idea of the people are gonna be and then just go for it and you'll you'll get your best ideas along the way through actually working with people <laughs> yeah definitely collaborations it teaches you a lot about how to integrate your strengths with their strengths and cover each other's weaknesses yeah that's, that's very true so when someone says to you i don't think i'm at the best starting point to become a coach or to become a mentor what do you often tell them well i think some people aren't right and mm -hmm. I think that's very important to be aware of I think self-awareness is critical because let's just say you have it in your head 
that you want to, I'll, I'll use a fitness example just because I started out in the fitness industry, but let's say you want to lose weight. So you decide that you're going to start coaching other people to motivate yourself, right? So that you have to be this person that leads by example. I think that's a really dangerous game because at that point you don't know if it's sustainable. And so I think rather than always thinking, okay, why am I not feeling confident enough to do this? I think it's really acknowledging, well, maybe am I not ready? And being honest with yourself there. And maybe you need to do some more research. Maybe you need to go ahead and study more and learn more. But I think if someone genuinely is good at what they do, right? They know they can take someone to a specific outcome. Then it comes down to thinking, okay, what is going on in my head right now? I think it's such a mind game, coaching and consulting. And I think oftentimes the problem is that, you know, confidence comes with success. And when you haven't had success with coaching people, consulting people in the past, then how do you know that you're actually going to be good at what you do? I had this problem massively when I was starting out as a fitness coach because I kind of became pretty relentless and I knew that my mindset towards it wasn't something that most people would have. And so, because I was so committed, it was like this inner drive and that's not something that you can force upon someone, right? You can't make someone else motivated for sure. You can do things to make their life easier and you can motivate them for a period of time, but it's that whole extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation, you know, you can't help someone that doesn't want to be helped is the old yeah. age. And so I think just acknowledging where your strengths lie. And then when you're starting out, it's a case of working with a small group of people at a price a little lower than usual, but you want to make sure that they pay because when people don't pay, they don't pay attention. That's something that I say all the time. I actually remember when um, I was starting out as a fitness coach. Oh my gosh, I coached some of my friends and they just didn't get the result, which made me feel like I sucked. But then I had paying clients who were doing so well and it was kind of screwing with my head, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then I realized that, you know, and now it's a case of I've identified that high ticket coaching and consulting where you charge a higher price, have a less, lesser amount of clients and really give them that A grade service that allows you to know that you're going to give your all to it. And then they're also going to show up as well. I'm going on a tangent now because I love this stuff way too much. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I think it's just, you know, self-development is everything right? Absolutely. Self-development is everything because when you focus on self-development and if you can stay true to the promises that you make to yourself, then that will transpire into your work. One of my mentors says, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And oh my goodness me, how true is that? Because if you find yourself telling yourself, I'm going to sleep tonight at 11 p.m. and next thing you know, it's two in the morning and you've just been binge watching Netflix, then obviously you know that you can't stay true to your promises with yourself. And that's going to show up when it comes to coaching and consulting because you won't feel like you can bring that level of commitment that you're promising the client. Absolutely. Yeah, we had Usama Mushtaba on and he, he coaches well, CFL players in Canada, junior soccer players at the elite level. And, you know, he said it's not about being the best athlete. It's about being the best, period. And, you know, that is very true. And it's exactly what you're saying. So it's a very common theme on this podcast. You know, we have different guests on who haven't met each other and they come out with very similar messages about consistency, about discipline, about, 
you know, being true to yourself before you can actually start looking outwards and, and helping others. So I think, yeah, that's spot on. And I can tell you're very passionate. So don't worry about going on a tangent. That's uh, that's a good trait. Don't lose that. I love that. Yeah. Um, and I just want to ask, you talk about scalability and I think you just touched on it there as well, where you talk about focusing on fewer and getting more out of them and giving more back to them. That's the scalability. Is that is that right? Or is there more to it? Well, I mean, when it comes to coaching and, and the best business model to follow, that is, is quite a long drawn out topic. Um, in fact, maybe it could be useful for your people, but we did make an entire video kind of explaining it. It's, there's no opt-in or anything. It's impact-school.com forward slash method. And that kind of just explains the entire method behind why we, we do that. But I think it really does come down to the type of client that you want to attract. So there are two things that I believe, right? And again, they're kind of clusters of words that just sound good together, but they stick in my head. And that's why I, I, I mention them because I feel like they'll stick with the audience. So the first thing is that when you buy cheap, you buy twice. Okay. Yeah. And so imagine you are going through a divorce, right? This isn't something I've been through, right? I'm, as you mentioned, I'm, I'm 23. It's not something that I kind of I plan on going through, but just imagine you're in that scenario. Let's say you're scrolling on Facebook and you see this Facebook ad for this ebook that's going to cost you $50 and it's saying all of this stuff about it's going to save you from your divorce and you're going to get a happy marriage and everything's going to be perfect. If you buy that, what's the next step? Okay. Well, firstly, that adds obviously to ascend you into a sales funnel, but that's another topic, but you buy that, you're going to be frustrated. You're going to be hopeless. And then you're going to look to maybe a therapist. You pay a therapist like 200 bucks for an hour session. Maybe you get a cluster of eight sessions and then you get to the end and you've talked about your problems, but you haven't really got anywhere because there was not really any specific outcome in mind. And so it's like, you have to keep buying all these things. And so what we do with our clients is we show them how to get their clients to a specific outcome and basically create a systematized service in order to make sure that they get there. So I'm just such a believer in, we came up with this concept, concept called the impacts offer. And so essentially you have the A to B outcome in mind. And then what you'll do is you'll create an online course that literally guides them through that having worked with a select group of people before even creating the whole thing to make sure that you know that it works right and then you have the course laid out so for sure you could just have them go through the course but as we mentioned when people aren't necessarily intrinsically motivated they need that accountability and that support and that's really what comes through coaching and then you'll coach them along the course but every single different person is individual right so everyone needs that own personalized help. Otherwise it's nothing better than, you know, just a cookie cutter plan and that doesn't work or get the results. And so that's when it comes down to consulting. And so the consulting is where you provide your clients with personalized and specific action plans. And so that's why the impact offer works so well and does get the client from A to B because it fuses together an online course plus coaching plus consulting to get them to that outcome. And then from there, 
the client is so happy. They get amazing results. They have their problem solved, but now they want more, right? Because as humans, we always want more. And so that's when you can have like a continuity program on the back end. But some clients will be happy, right? They'll be glad they got their problem solved. And when you're charging this high price point, it doesn't matter if they don't want the continuity because at the end of the day, you can get a few more clients and the margin's great. So yeah, that's why I love it. And um, it allows you to just build teams around everything because you're bringing the profits into your business. So you have the flexibility to do that. Amazing, yeah, I like that. It's kind of reverse engineering. So you want, you focus on the outcome and then you work backwards from there, right? It's more efficient. 100%, exactly. Always Amazing. Amazing. So after the impact score was set up and, and, you know, it's going very well now at the moment, you, you've been featured on so many different amazing brands and, and worked with so many cool people. I think I was just wondering, actually, what's the next step for you? Yeah. So, well, <laughs> I am hiring every single day. Like you literally yesterday we hired three people um, because we've done massive movements around in the business right now. So I think for me, it's a case of getting like a really solid team in place. I think when we have around 50 people who are working at Impact School, I think that's when we're going to be like, okay, really in a scalable position. Right now we're at like 30 to 35. I don't know exactly off the top of my head. I'd have to kind of look at, I'd have to count that, um, which is wild to even think about. But scaling that and getting that to a level where it needs to be and then while doing that i'm focusing on creating relationships with other entrepreneurs and learning about business acquisition so right now one of our i guess biggest liabilities is paying an ads team paying a content team um they're kind of like half in-house half outsource as it were but i really want to buy a social media agency um, so that then we can offer that as a service to our clients as well. So that's where I'm at right now. It kind of is a really important thing to reduce costs, but nobody ever got wealthy through cutting costs, right? So I'm focused on getting Impact School and the business to where it needs to be before moving on to that. It was kind of a priority before, but now we had some movements around and we've been like systematizing and making sure that our our company is like really, really robust from the inside out. And then from that, I'll look to that. But so I guess like the main thing right now is optimizing our marketing. That's what I was doing just before I got on this call. Um, just looking at some kind of complex numbers and all that fun stuff, which I love because I'm kind of a marketing nerd. And yeah, just uh, scaling our ad spend because we've been pretty focused on organic until this point. So yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun time for us. So a lot of um, a lot of our listeners are going to be seeing your adverts popping up soon. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going Amazing. to be. <laughs> Can't wait for that. Um, I was going to ask you. You mentioned something very important there, which I think if anyone hasn't been to business school, they might want you to expand on. Which is, no one ever got rich by cutting costs. Can you just talk a bit more about that? Yeah, well, speaking of business school, right? Um, I was enrolled in the UK's number one business degree. And then I left after my first year, my first year and a bit, um, because I had my own business at that time and they weren't teaching me anything that was going to be directly applicable to me as an entrepreneur. They were teaching things that were super, super relevant. If you wanted to become, you know, C-suite level in a big 
firm, which used to be my goal before I then went and worked at a big asset management firm and realized that that was absolutely not what I was after. Um, but yeah, so I think when it comes down to this, I think, I mean, I'm just trying to think of some good books on this topic, but I guess The Intelligent Investor is a really, really great book. It's an absolute classic. But I think what I'm trying to get at is that let's just say you make five grand a month and you decide that you want to start reducing the money that you're spending. Okay. For sure. You know, that makes sense. There's going to be some good impact that you can have in there. But if you only focus on reducing the amount that you're spending and not growing that 5k, the margin is never going to increase because there's only so much that you can stop spending. Mm. Right. You need money to eat. You need money to live. You need money to buy clothes, like whatever. And so let's just say the most that you can spend the least sorry that you can spend in a month is 1000 then you have 4000 left but if you don't focus on growing that 4000 that extra 4000 then there's a problem there so i guess what i'm trying to get at is that i would rather focus my energy on making more money than saving more money because at the end of the day if i'm focused on generating more it's this abundance mindset rather than this scarcity mindset and if you're coming at it from a place of scarcity then nobody's gonna win because you're gonna put a limit on where you can go and so i remember i was listening to i think it's in psycho cybernetics i'm a massive audiobook person i used to be a massive podcast person i still am but then i discovered audiobooks i don't know where the hell i was i think i was living under a rock because i hate reading so i just thought i wouldn't like audiobooks but now i listen to them in like three times speed and they're awesome Um, but anyways so i i did this thing and I'm basically going to be uploading how I listen to an audio book a day for 30 days. And that's going to go on YouTube. But anyway, that's a side note. Uh, what I was saying was there's this story, which the guy who writes cyber cybernetics says, I don't know how that book got so famous, by the way, it was such a complex name, but anyway, um, so it's basically about this sales guy, right? And so let's just say, let's take our example of 5,000 a month. The sales guy was basically, always making 5k per month. Some months he would get put in a really difficult neighborhood. He was doing door to door sales and he would absolutely struggle to, you know, sorry, he'd be put in that difficult neighborhood and, um, you know, he would work really, really hard, even though it should be a massive struggle. So he was hustling his butt off. And then when he got to 5k, like, you know, fine. And the next month he would be put in a really easy neighborhood where he could have made like 150 grand in commission, but he would, he would make like two sales and then he'd coast because that's all he wanted. And that's what he was happy with. And so I think that the same principle kind of applies here. It's that everybody has their level of acceptance, what they accept for their life. And so if you're happy to, accept a certain level then that's what you're gonna get and so i think it's a case of constantly pushing that level of normal in order to expand your horizons and how do you do that well i mean (laughs) that's a difficult thing to say because it's not just this whole thing of like okay i'm gonna manifest it and believe in myself and act as if and what's that saying when you know when they kind of Fake it till you make it. Yeah. I don't really believe in that. I think it's that you have to imprint it into your identity. You have to live it and breathe it and not fake it. It's like 
it's already happened in your head. Time just hasn't caught up yet. And I think that's where people need to come from. Absolutely. I think uh, James Clare, he makes that point, uh, well, ironically, not very clear. <laughs> it's a surname as well. But uh, his, his book, Atomic Habits, I don't know if you've read that or listened to it. Yeah. It's, it's a very good book. And he talks about, for example, going back to your example with fitness. Hey, look, going to the gym isn't going to put you in good shape. Going to the gym 365 times. Now that's 365 votes for you being, I don't know, in good shape or being a regular gym goer and having the body you want, for example, or the level of fitness or stamina that you want. So he said, like, what you do is what you become and what you become is what you achieve. And he said it's like a cycle. So what you just said there, I think it matches that very well. And I do, I do think there is a difference between the scarcity and abundance mindset, but, and, and I do think that it depends on each individual person, how they approach it. But what's your biggest piece of advice for creating that mentality or that acceptance for abundance? Because some people find it hard to believe. Maybe they have, I don't know, very few experiences with it and they don't really understand what it means to, believe in something before you've got it if that makes sense i think it's about your environment right and so if you've never experienced that then you don't really know what's possible for yourself i really do think that we don't know what we don't know and so that's why oftentimes people will see like online business owners and they'll just think it's all a scam yeah they don't know what's possible i used to think that too i used to see people on instagram and just think nah like that can't be real not even long ago, by the way, like two to three years ago, I would see people and think there's no way, like they're lying. That's a scam and all of that. And then now, you know, these, some, some of these people are my closest friends and I know that it's true. Right. Um, and it's just, it's crazy how much your perspective can change, but if you can't physically be in the environment or become friends with these people right now, there's no reason why you can't in the future, but like listening to podcasts, listening to audio books, and also just realizing that society puts a limit on us because, you know, they created schools so they could have workers and the society so that the, the country could become successful and all that. So it stems back from that. But I really think it's like making sure that you realize like what you actually can achieve. I think so many people just don't know what they can do. And it's really sad because they'll look back and they'll, it's more than regret. I think it's just this complacency, but that's a whole bigger topic. So what can people do to get out of that? I mean, I would say the first step podcasts, um, and just knowing where you actually want to get to like setting something realistic. My sales team will get on calls to people and they'll say, so, you know, where do you want to go with your coaching business? And they'll be like, Oh yeah, I want to make like two to three grand a month. And it's like, you know, they could easily be doing like, 200 300k per month <laughs> but they don't know what they don't know and yeah. so it's it's you know it's quite sad but at the end of the day some people are happy with a certain amount and a certain lifestyle but it's knowing like what you want in your lifestyle not just money but also how do you want your life to look how do you want your relationships to look how do you want your health to look it's like you need to have clarity on that because without clarity comes complacency and so i think from there that's how people are going to be able to ultimately create the life that they actually know that they can have. Yeah. So what are some of the things that you do to kind of refresh yourself and understand, okay, so in which areas do I need to expand my horizons and my way of thinking? I know you mentioned books, podcasts. Is there anything else? 
I mean, for me, this is just part of my identity now. Okay. So like, I don't even need to think about it. It's but, embedded in, right, okay. Yeah, but I mean, it didn't start that way. I used to have to force myself to do things, force it like every single day, but repetition is what wins. So every day, the first thing I do is I do 20 minutes hypnosis slash meditation. People think it's crazy. I have a track on my podcast that they can listen to that um, they can just listen to every day. Um, and then I journal. And then from there, I go, I've just started doing this, like, basically, it's like one point eight eight kilometers run right it's just like this loop and so i do that every morning now before my workout and so i'm trying to get that at 10 minutes i'm really not a runner at all um so I, i've been doing that every day for like seven days now which feels good um i hate running so much so much i even i dread this in the night before but you have to do things that you hate right um i was doing cold showers i kind of went off that i'm gonna make a youtube video about that and because i think like trying to do too many things at once is a bad idea like don't try and start all this at once i was trying to do the cold showers and the run at the same time and that was too much yeah. there was like one thing and do that um so yeah anyways then i'll do my workout um and then every day i go for walks so yeah there's a few different things um but i don't want to overwhelm everyone because again these are just part of my day now just because like it it's just been for so long so yeah, it pick, takes time though pick one thing do it and then when it's become something that you don't have to fold yourself really to do anymore add another thing and then you can stack perfect if i was to ask you what's your greatest fear what would you say dying yeah and is there anything that keeps you awake at night do you do you have any concerns any worries no no I don't think I'm a very worried person. Um, I used to have anxiety, right? And I used to have panic attacks all the time, but you know, nothing keeps me up at night really. Like there's short term things, but in the long term, I'm yeah. good. I just like, I think it's like, in, to be fair now, I, I mean, I sleep good. There are things that stress me out, you know, when things like when problems happen with the people on my team, that's the most problematic for me. Um, Cause I'm still navigating all that. But no, nothing in particular. Good, good. If you had a choice between going in the future at any point in time or back, not necessarily in your lifetime, could be 100,000 years ago or in the future, which one would you choose and why? Um, like the future, for sure. Yeah. I think it's easy. Yeah, I mean, I'm listening to an audio book right now, uh, which is called Why I, how, how to Lose the Nobel Prize or something. I don't know. And it's just, it's crazy. Um, oh my gosh just to imagine like where people are living like with, are they living on mars and all these it's just like what um so yeah definitely maybe like three thousand years no like 20 bajillion years from now <laughs> <laughs> humans will look a lot different probably <laughs> oh, really awesome. they'll have the mobile phone next just like coming down <laughs> i know it's i mean i i don't even know it's it kind of does my head in a bit it's crazy isn't it um yeah and when you if you were in a room full of people and you were to leave what would be the top three things that you want people in that room to remember about you that i was kind um thought-provoking um fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely is there anything in particular that provokes your thoughts um that we wouldn't expect maybe like a random thing uh, well 
quantum physics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, mainly business though, for sure. So, yeah, no, it was a lovely chat. And I think we're going to leave a lot of links in the description when we finally release this. Um, I want to mention that podcast episode that you said, the 20 minute one that people can listen to every day. That really yeah. intrigues me. And yeah. also the, um, there's a few other things. I'll listen back to this and make sure I pop them in. But listen, Lauren, thanks a lot for coming on. I really appreciate this. Went a bit over time there. But um, yeah, I think it's going to really help some people. And yeah, I can't wait for the comments to come in. Amazing. Yeah, me too. So thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I hope that this was useful. <laughs>